This is Jennifer Pepito with the Restoration Home Podcast. This is where we talk about the peaceful path to connected families and restored communities. And today I'm talking to Emily Pepito about our end of the year process for goal setting and kind of renewing our vision. Thanks for joining me today, Emily. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to be here again. Yeah, I'm really excited about talking on this subject. This is one of my favorite weeks of the year because I love the opportunity to kind of look back over the previous year, see what went well and what didn't, and look at how many of the goals that I set for the year preceding were accomplished. You know, it's an awesome opportunity to just kind of recognize the achievements that we made or the ways that we saw God show up for us or even the ways that uh, some of our being goals like loving each other or being a connected family were achieved in this year. Tell me a little bit about your end of year process. Um, I love this week as well. I think one of the big things that I do, there's two big things I do. One is I'll actually sit down and I'll write sort of a month by month summary of the year. And so I'll start in January and it's partly a memory practice to try and see what I can recall about the year. It's not, it's not super detailed. I have my journal for that, but it's just sort of like, okay, this is what my year looked like. This is kind of the big things that happened in each month. This is what I was feeling. Um, And then the other thing is I stopped sort of doing hardcore goals like resolutions a while ago and so I have things I want to experience and things I want to accomplish and so I separate out sort of the things I maybe can't control um, or don't really have agency over or that would just be really really sweet but not necessarily things that I have total yeah total control over and then I'll do um, things I do control so things that I, I can accomplish or things that I so a little more like goal like uh, traditional resolutions in that other list. And then I'll also sit down and write a letter from God about my year. And it's, um, I'll just like, I'll put on some soaking music and I'll just sit there. I'll usually start with praying and then I just start writing. And it's been one of the most beautiful ways to start the year that I have like ever experienced. And it's just, just this time of, of like sitting with God and being like, okay, there's this year ahead of me and I want what you have for me. I want to like to go where you're going. I want to become the person that you created me to become. And so what does this year look like for you? Cause I, you know, I really don't want to write like lose 10 pounds um, at the beginning of every year or sort of like thoughtless, thoughtless, pointless traditions. Um, and I just, I love, like, I, I've gone back over that year, that letter so many times and been like, oh my goodness, like, like I can see where, I can see where you showed up again and again, like you promised you would. And a lot of times I'll get like scriptures and it's not, it's not a science. It's just a really beautiful practice um, of just practicing the presence of God that has been incredibly beautiful for me over the years. That's so encouraging, Emily, because it is true that we have to you know, the Bible says man makes his way, but the Lord, man makes his plans, but the Lord directs his steps. You know, that if we try to just set a bunch of goals for ourselves, 
without being thoughtful about it and without taking time with the Lord, it's probably not going to be very effective. Whereas if we set goals for the year, set intentions from a place of submission to God, it'll be so much more fruitful. One of the practices that I do at the end of the year is even taking time to grieve a little bit, you know, writing in my journal about the year like you talked about, or writing in my journal about even the month and just taking time to cry if I need to. You know, I put on this morning, there's a song. It was a little video done by Upper Room and the song was no one ever cared for me like Jesus. And there's a few different versions of it, but it's just a really sweet, sweet song. And, you know, talking about the legacy we want for our children is that they saw that, you know, we were loved by God. And so I just put that on and I shed a few tears because this really has been one of the hardest years of our lives and one of the hardest months of my life and maybe even the hardest Christmas. And, and so taking time to, Just let God heal our hearts before we set goals, I think is so important because for for many of us, many of those listening, the couple years since COVID have been intense for a zillion different reasons, but I think we're all feeling some of that stress and strain. And so if we can take time to cry it out, if we need to write a letter from God, pray about it, get a scripture for the year, get a word for the year, in some way, clear the slate a little bit and, and maybe even work through some forgiveness, I think it's going to help us have a more intentional year. Yeah, I 100% agree. And it's speaking just generally, I, I mean, I love what you do, mom. And I think speaking generally also to 2022, because it was, I was here for all of it. And it was probably one of the most disappointing and heartbreaking years of my life as well, for reasons that are familiar to you, for personal reasons. Um, and when I go kind of on social media, and this is what cracks me up, the number of memes coming out right now, like I'm very much in the crypto world, and it was a horrible year for crypto. Like we had four pretty huge scams. We lost like trillions of dollars in in market value. It was just a bad year. And then on a personal level, it feels like everybody is, um, just just had a tough year, Just, just a really uncomfortable, hard, hard 12 months. And I do know that for me, I look at this year and I'm like, okay, this is how 2023 is going to be better. And I want to sit down and I want to be like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and kind of charge full speed ahead into 2023 with this list of, of kind of demands on myself, requirements to, to craft a better year. Um, and even this morning, actually, when I was kind of getting up and praying, I was talking, I was just praying, talking to God about it. And I was like, man, like, I once again have to be reminded, even in gearing up for another year or another season, that that God is my father and Jesus is my savior. And that this is not like in in New Year's planning, um, like it's great to set goals. It's great to set resolutions. And I'm all for doing things. But but finding that place of rest where you are so grounded in your father and and where you have done your grieving like you did or where you have you know done your spiritual practices to be so immersed in his will for you that you are not going out on your own strength to try and create a better year but that you are that you are soaking in his presence that you're willing to to follow where he leads you willing to um continue to mourn you're willing to say all right lord if this if 2023 is going to be like 2022. Give me the grace to endure. Show me where you are 
and leave me besides still waters. Like, take me, take me, take my hand. And just, just kind of letting go of this, like, kind of frenetic um, control or, or like, planning that kind of comes with near goal setting that puts our will or puts our, our fear of repeating something over what God's comfort or what he might want to do with us or for us in the new year. Yeah, that's so good. We don't have to just keep muscling through life. We can be reflective and plan the next year based on letting God heal the previous year. One of the things that I do at the end of the year, and this is in every single planner that I create for the Peaceful Press, is just a little bit of playful brainstorming for goals. I have a worksheet that's, like I said, in all the planners, and it has questions like, what do I want to learn? What is a word or verse for the year? What are some things I want to try or places to go? What are some books I want to read? What are some big dreams and what are some habits to work on? And as I write down and kind of like play with some ideas, it helps me with my goal setting. So, you know, last year I had some conferences I was going to. So that was on my places to go list. And then I, you know, had a book to launch. So that was on my things to learn list, how to launch a book. Uh, There was a book. I wanted to read Susan Schaefer Macaulay for the family's sake, the Bible. And so I got to do that as a book club, both in the Peaceful Loop and with my local community. So it was really sweet to look back over that this year and see how we moved forward in some of those big goals that we had. And even, you know, some of the later on, I used that that brainstorming sheet to write down actual goals for the year and write down some maybe quarterly goals. And so it was wonderful to have that resource as a jumping off point for some playful goals and not just writing a goal down. I think sometimes we think about goals only in terms of maybe our homeschool or only in terms of our physical health. But instead, with the planning system that I include in my planners, we think about, okay, what are some goals for my spiritual health? What are some goals for my personal growth or physical health? What are maybe some relational goals that I want to work on or uh, maybe a goal for my home? And I think being recognized that we are multifaceted people and then setting goals from that place of acknowledging our body and our soul and our spirit and our environment and all the ways they contribute to our health, I think is really helpful for setting goals that acknowledge that, that are gentle to us and to our families. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And I love that the New Year worksheet that you have, Mom, so fun to fill out every year because it does sort of, there's always something on it. I'm like, okay, so like I thought of goals for most areas and then there's one I'm like didn't have that one. And it's really fun to sort of dream about how, about where I might travel this year or dream about something I want to learn this year. Yeah, I think, you know, also it's been really special over the years to look back and see how, okay, I started the process of letting God heal some of my childhood wounds, some of the trauma, and all of that information is sort of detailed out in my book, Mothering by the Book. But it was through that process that the Peaceful Press was birthed because I was in some of that work of, you know, acknowledging where life had been painful and asking God to comfort some of those hard hard times or hard seasons and learning how to take my thoughts captive. And, and so in that process, the, the dream of the peaceful press was birthed. 
And it was really sweet how a, a process of healing, it's almost like what you're doing is you're sowing in tears. You know, when you let yourself grieve, when you let yourself acknowledge some of the painful parts of your past, it's this, this grieving time, which is really a sowing time. And there's a verse in the Bible that says those who sow in tears will reap a harvest of joy. And so, you know, I think for a lot of us who maybe have sown a lot of tears this year, we, it might be hard to dream. It might be hard right now to make goals or make plans for the future when, when it feels like so much has been broken. But I think that there is a beautiful harvest that comes from sometimes those harder seasons. And so it might, it might be that you don't set your goals all right now. You know, it might be that you have to take a little bit of time a little bit more time than you think to grieve, to pray, just to reflect, just to be gentle to yourself, to take walks, to help, to eat healthy, just doing some things like that. And don't feel bad if you're not setting a whole bunch of goals right on January 1st. Definitely. I think, I think for probably both of us, the process, one of the reasons why we actually love this week so much is because the process of getting ready for the new year is a week long process. It's a week long of sort of like right now, every time I'm sort of alone or cleaning or going on a walk, I'm, I'm really digesting the year and I'm like, okay, God, like I, like this, this year was hard and where were you and, and what were you doing? Or, or even just remembering some of it and not, not like moping in it, but just trying to like look back over the year. And, and even the other day I was like cleaning my room and I was like, man, it felt like a really hard year but this happened and this happened and this happened. And those were just really beautiful things. Like, and, and I had this character growth in these other areas of my life that was long awaited and unbelievable to see fruit, like with the eating disorder. Like this was probably the first year where I continually went without binging, which is a huge deal. And so even though it was an incredibly hard year, there's still these, these victories. And so just taking, it's taking the whole week, taking the whole weekend taking even the days after January to keep sort of processing and, and writing down um, and, and mourning and rejoicing and, and getting ready for the new year is really beautiful, important. Yeah. One of the things that we've done as a family that has been really foundational for even thinking this way or even acknowledging that we have to care for our spirit, our soul, and our body, or even working towards a more connected family has been being very intentional about developing and identifying our core values and essentials. And in my peaceful life planner, which it's a free download when you buy mothering by the book, but I also am offering a free workshop on January 5th to go through the first few pages of that, because in the peaceful life planner and some of my other work, we help you identify your core values and essentials. And we help you do it through some really thoughtful questions, because I think sometimes we're just sort of going through life and we're doing whatever everyone else around us is doing. You know, maybe we jumped off the cliff, so to speak, to homeschool, but then we're just homeschooling like everybody else. Or maybe we are in a church and we're just kind of doing what everyone else is doing, but we haven't really taken a lot of time to think about what is important to us as a family. And the danger when we don't take that time is that we do too much. We, we don't have time. You know, the time that we're talking about, you and me are talking about taking time to be reflective, taking time to be intentional. 
that means there are other things we aren't doing. You know, we're, we're maybe not putting away a bunch of presents because that's not our family value to load up on stuff. Or it means that we're, we're not super busy with a bunch of activities because it's our family value to have time for reflection. So I think that before maybe even you can come to this point of being reflective and setting goals, you have to define some of your essentials as a family or as a person so that you can make time for being a more reflective person if that is your essential. Yeah, 100%. The, that would be doing an actual sitting down and doing a webinar where you go through your family goals would be incredible. Do you feel like your family goals have shifted at all through the years? I think somewhat, especially in the last few years. I know early on, we, we definitely as a family had missions pretty high on the family essentials or family values, like whether it was supporting missionaries or being part of missional living or overseas outreach, that kind of thing. And for sure, as my kids have gotten older and my, you know, I have a new grandbaby, there's definitely more of a desire in my heart to spend time as a family and have our, whatever we're doing, be a little bit more family centered, whether, whether that is outreach, whether that is, you know, hosting a family conference or um, doing, you know, a few times last year, I got to take our, my other daughter, your sister to some conferences where she sang. And so for sure, I think earlier on, some of those values were different, but what has really stayed the same? And I wrote down our family vision and essentials when you were probably four, maybe like uh, you had an, a younger brother. He was the third child. So you were very young. And some of those essentials were, you know, simplicity, living close to nature, growing some of our own food, being hospitable. So those were, were essentials then, and they are still our family essentials now. But in the workshop, I'm going to walk people through kind of writing down things like, what do you want people to remember about you at the end of your life? Or what do you want to have your children remember about life in your home? Because I think when we can define some of these things, then it's easier to say no to the things that will destroy that. You know, for our family, I know that being too busy would destroy some of the other things that are important to me or, you know, really deep conversations is an important value for us as a family or reading out loud is an important value for us as a family. And so there are a lot of things that I don't feel bad about saying no to because I know it's important to us. And I'm really excited about walking families through that on January 5th. You can sign up. We'll put a link in the show notes and we'll also, there'll be a link on the website and email subscribers will get information about it as well. Because what we're doing with, with the Peaceful Press, with the Peaceful Press ecosystem this year is really working towards some of those connection habits. You know, our, our motto as a company is connection through curriculum because attachment and a connected family is so foundational for even having your children want to learn from you. And if you're homeschooling, if your children don't like you, they're not going to want to learn from you. So finding ways to connect as a family is so important. So we're going to be using the book Habits of the Household in my mom mentorship group, The Peaceful Loop, 
each month to work on a different habit and we're going to be able to hold each other accountable and we'll have a monthly teaching about it so we can work on some of those really life-giving habits like morning time and meal times as a family, these connection-based habits that really help the wheels of the family run more smoothly. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that. And the other thing is that I know and I know that you probably feel this too sometimes when we go in to do this work, we go in to connect with God and we go in to basically move from being more passive to more active in in our life missions and in our vision. There can be resistance. And so if you are listening to this and you're like, man, I, I really want to do the January 5th meeting or I really want to sit down and have a more thoughtful time of year planning, but I'm but I'm so busy or I'm so overwhelmed right now or I have so much going on or even just just feeling a little bit of internal resistance, that's that's entirely like there there is an attack on being at rest. There's an attack on on living a life that is centered on Christ. And so it's really important to it's important to do it, but it's important also to not um feel like it has to be this giant thing. Like if all you have is 20 minutes to just sit down and, and maybe freehand um freehand some grief or, or 20 minutes to just sit down and and process some of last year or or process next year or, or write down a few resolutions and just soak for a minute like even that is going to be really really important and I am so excited for January 5th yeah I'm, I'm real I really appreciate that you mentioned that Emily because definitely resistance is such a important thing to know about because anytime we try to do something great for God or do something better for our families or step out of what is, you know, step out of the flow of culture to maybe become a more connected family or help restore community, there will be resistance because we have an enemy of our souls and he doesn't like loving families who are focused on Jesus. So knowing that I think is the first is our best weapon in a sense so that we can cover ourselves with prayer, cover our families with prayer and just be really aware so I'm going to post in the show notes the information about the planner where you can find that worksheet for kind of playfully brainstorming your goals for the year. We'll also post in the show notes the link to sign up for the free workshop, The Peaceful Life, and that's going to help you walk through identifying some of your core values. It's going to help you walk through identifying some of your big dreams and what your children, um, what you'd like your children to remember about your home. So we'll post that in the show notes. And then if you are excited about learning more and growing with us in habits this year, you'll be able to sign up for the peaceful loop as well and join us as we work over the full year 2023, uh, just putting some of those basic habits in place so our homeschool and our home can be more peaceful. Thank you so much for joining today. It's such a joy to get to share our hearts with you. Please like, subscribe, post a review. All of this is so helpful for us in getting the word out about Restoration Home.